0: Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah and a dank basement somewhere in the Logan metropolitan area. This is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, Subway Enjoyer, unquote, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts...
1: Kyle, quote, Ellen Joyer, close quote, Holland, and... Alex Fielder.
2: Today we're talking about LA's real renaissance... Just how did America's greatest car metropolis set itself on the road to a more sustainable future? Find out after the news.
0: Was that punny enough for you? Oh. Said car metropolis set itself on the road? Yeah. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. Very punny.
1: I like that one.
0: The first phase of Edmonton's Valley Line is open. The new green-colored line runs from the southeastern suburb of Mill Plains to the city center and will eventually be expanded north. In a departure from Edmonton's light rail history, which is typically very grade-separated, the new line runs mostly at grade with low-floor vehicles. It's also not particularly fast, averaging about 17 miles an hour throughout its system, but it's expected to get great ridership anyways, with the famous Canadian feeder-style bus system dumping loads of riders right into the new line. 3 cheers for the alley line and hopefully other Canadian light rail lines planned to open soon will go off with a bang.
1: I know, right? When the US gets new light rail that averages 17 miles per hour, we don't even we don't, we don't even have to complain. Orange line,
0: <coughs> poor <Portland. coughs>
2: <sighs> I I hate the fact that good feeder buses is Canadian style and not just normal.
0: Yeah. What I'm going to say about feeder buses here may be controversial, but I think the Canadians may be the best at like commuter-oriented suburban transit in the world. And I'm going to get like a lot of hate for that, but like even in, you know, European countries which we love to like idolize for having really great transit, like the feeder buses are not quite as comprehensive as the Canadian ones are a lot of the time. Like they're just really good at just dumping riders into their trains.
1: I guess Canada has similar challenges to uh, the U.S. in serving low-density and anti-walking areas.
0: Yes. And so we have to take them as an example. Um, although I will say I like this this line a good deal less than I like Calgary's new green line that they're building because that will be mostly grade-separated, even though it is still light floor for some reason. Or low floor for some reason.
1: Yeah, why isn't this one grade-separated?
0: or at least um, corridor running. So... Unlike the old, you know, Edmonton and Calgary, like most kind of, you know, Western North American cities benefited from having these old rail corridors that Mm. they
1: could convert into... Did they run out?
0: ...their light metros... Uh, they ran out. This one goes to like a really dense part of the city, but there's no just like...
1: Corridor. ...place
0: to put it. So they just had to put it in the street instead.
1: Gotcha. And they don't have the money to do like a divide after a tunnel or whatever.
0: Or a subway. Yeah. yeah. Which Calgary actually did a b- fair bit of subway, but it did cost a lot more than this. So... Checks
1: out. Well, good for them.
0: Uh-huh. Any further comments or shall we move on to the show trademark?
2: No, I think we should just get right into it. <laughs>
1: Do, do, do,
2: do, do. Yeah. Allons-y. Okay. So, <laughs> even as LA ditched its last streetcar and interurban lines, there were already rumblings about the traffic problem in Los Angeles. People were already nostalgic for the red cars, which had made getting around such a breeze, and some visionary planners were looking to restore rapid transit service to the city.
1: So around what, what year is this?
0: This is like the years that they, like two, three years after they took the red cars out of service.
1: Which is, remind us. S-
0: 1961 was when the red cars went out of service. The yellow cars, which were like the regular street cars, went out of service in 63. So this is like late 60s.
1: Cool. Seems, to, seems a bit fitting with the rest of the country as well.
0: Yes, because we were like, hey, let's get rid of our high-quality urban transportation infrastructure. Because the
1: car is the future, it will solve all problems.
0: Correct. And then we were like, oh, we shouldn't have gotten rid of our high-quality public transportation infrastructure. (laughs) The car
1: (laughs) caused more problems than it (laughs) solved.
2: True. bit of foresight would have been nice there, but... A little bit. (laughs) As long as we're rebuilding, that's okay.
0: See episode one. Kind of
1: hard to have foresight when you're high on oil money. Oh, so
0: high. (laughs) Uh, so, as viewers may know, the West Coast seems to really have had a love affair with the monorail since the inception of the moderation, modern iteration of its technology in the 1950s. Most of our major cities, from Seattle to Los Angeles, have had a hairbrain scheme for a monorail at least once.
1: It looks futuristic. Ooh. Unlike
0: normal trains, we Which have Which don't look one futuristic.
1: Rail. Yeah. We could just say they're like... Cool Japanese technology, put him in a viaduct and make him look futuristic, but no. Monorail.
0: Monorail. <laughs> Monorail. 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 <laughs> yeah. Simpson's episode was very correct about this. Which might make Springfield a West Coast city instead of an East Coast mm. city.
1: Because
0: I'm convinced it's in Massachusetts. But Monorail. Right, and the people who wrote The Simpsons are from Portland, right? Mm. And for a brief period in the, I think, 50s, there was like a toy monorail in in a department store in Portland.
1: Not to mention the actual Seattle monorail. Not to mention the actual Seattle monorail.
0: So, I don't know, it's kind of a toss-up. But...
1: See us in a special follow-up episode episode about the theory of The The Simpsons. Public
0: transportation of The Simpsons universe. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because there is... In canon, in The Simpsons, a monorail, a bus system, which seems to be pretty Oh, good. yeah,
1: with one bus driver.
0: And, uh, no, no, there's an actual, like, public bus oh, system. Oh, gotcha. And there's a subway that is shown, like, only three or four times. In Springfield? So, in Springfield. <laughs> That's funny. So we need to... Th- this might be a Patreon-exclusive episode where we talk about The Simpsons transit. I, I've
2: That's never... Awesome. Yeah. I've never watched The Simpsons, so I might have to do some... Some watching before
1: that How many
0: times have you watched The Simpsons? Oh I haven't got through the whole thing There's like 35 seasons Okay the good part Oh like the first eight seasons I don't know once or twice That's pretty good Yeah So Yeah first eight seasons are good After that it starts declining relatively rapidly So Anyway Anyway But LA took it to a whole other level In 1951 The region's first true transit authority The Los Angeles Metropolitan Transit Authority Was formed Lambda? Lambda, uh, with the <laughs> initial aim of studying a monorail system for the city. Uh, like, that was in their charter. They're like, your job is to make a monorail system.
1: Period-appropriate futurism.
0: Correct. Uh, having studied monorail systems as compared to traditional rail systems, though, the Lambda found out that a more traditional system would be much more cost-effective than no a monorail. No shit. <laughs> I think we're far
1: enough into the episode that I can say that on
0: YouTube. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, the system wouldn't pay for itself either way, so the idea was scrapped. Because in the fifties, they're like, "We need to build mass transportation that pays for itself through farebox revenue." And One also, thing.
1: highways that don't will never pay for themselves. Correct. And if we're lucky, they'll pay for themselves for a while off of gas tax, but that's not going to last.
0: Correct. Isn't it great? But Isn't it intelligent? But the
1: public transit can run in a sealed system with no external funding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. You know, maybe we could actually run for-profit public transportation if there wasn't so much damn highway substate.
0: Japan. Cough, cough, Japan. <clears throat> Lambda was, however, given authority to purchase the rapidly disintegrating transit companies that serve the various parts of L.A., which they did and then immediately scrapped all rail service, as discussed last episode. This
1: has caused no long-term problems and hasn't become incredibly expensive for L.A.
0: No. Not at all.
1: I'm sure it saved the money and chat the quality of service at the time, though.
0: Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, then, after Lambda had already discounted building a monorail for itself and switched over to a bus-only service pattern, two, pri- two, <laughs> two, two. Re- two private companies came in with offers to build a monorail system for the city.
1: Huh. Oh, a whole city, city-sized city system.
0: Uh-huh. Like a rapid transit system. And
1: how did these companies propose to uh, pay for the monorail? Magic, Oh,
0: honestly, okay. Which is why there is no monorail in L.A. today. Fitting, because the <laughs> first
1: company, Alweg?
0: Alweg, the builder of the Seattle Center monorail and the Disneyland monorail, wanted to build a 40-mile system at a proposed cost of somewhere between $100 and $200 million, which is about $1 to $2 billion today.
1: Pretty good cost per mile.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, the plan was shot down by the city because it was seen as impractical. The short lines that Alweg had built for Seattle and Disneyland were nothing like a large rapid transit system.
1: And oh boy, the operational and mechanical problems that uh, citywide transit systems suffer.
0: Yeah. Alex, have, remind me, did you get to ride the Seattle monorail?
1: I didn't
2: ride it because it was expensive and pointless, but I did go up and look <laughs> at it. <laughs> mm. And I, I walked under it's a bit the of a So
0: That's fair. I've been on the Disneyland monorail once or twice. So Cool. It's an awful lot like... Riding an an elevated train, i got to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) except with way more problems, but that's okay because Disney can afford it. Yes. It looks cool.
0: Yes. So the same year, Goodell Monorail offered to build a similar system at the probably much more realistic cost of $338 million, partially financed through a city bond issue, and the rest through private funding.
1: So Mm -hmm, they actually had
0: a plan for it, unlike the previous guys. Their initial plan was too airport-focused, so they proposed a new one, this time with a subway, a monorail subway,
2: <laughs> through uh, the city core. A monorail subway. Can
0: you... Okay. What? Right. <laughs> like, the w- the one the one benefit of monorail, as opposed to other forms of transportation... Is it's ostensibly
1: easier to build elevated track. It is track.
0: slightly cheaper to build elevated monorail track than to build elevated regular track. Just because there's less stuff. Right, but once you bring it down to Ground Revel or put it underground, it immediately becomes, like, way more expensive than every other option.
1: Because regular train tracks, you can just put on a pile of rocks and call it a day.
0: Right, you can't do so with a or monorail. Or in the
1: case of Union Pacific, you can put it on the dirt and call it a day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't do that with a monorail. So, you know, of course, the LA Board of Supervisors realizing that this was dumb as hell uh, rejected both, <laughs> criticizing both the companies for creating an unrealistic plan and the Lambda for giving the public false and confusing hopes about what kind of <laughs> rapid transportation system they might get.
1: The public having just been burnt by the shutdown of all the rail service.
0: Correct. Well,
1: good, um, good decision from
2: the board, but I'm not convinced that this, if this happened today, they would come to the same conclusion.
0: Oh, yeah, you're, gonna yeah. you're gonna learn later. You're gonna learn. Are we gonna
1: talk about the Subulda? We are gonna talk about
0: the Sepulveda Pass Transit Corridor. Okay, oh, no. I don't know if I've heard no. about
2: that, but I think if if monorails only came into existence now and Elon Musk proposed it, oh my god, I think they would jump on that.
0: Look, I will take a monorail over whatever the hell Elon Musk is trying to build these days. To be (laughs) completely honest with you. At
1: least monorails don't have battery fires in enclosed spaces. Correct. Well, I'm sure you could find a way. (laughs) Life finds a way. (laughs) Life finds a way.
0: Uh, The final nail in the coffin came when the MTA announced that any rapid transit system for Los Angeles would need to be built partly with public money, putting the private plans to bed forever. And it should be noted that... uh, also a factor in this were the fact that Beverly Hills NIMBYs, the reason that Sebulva Transit Corridor may be getting fricked up today, uh, were also worried about overhead structures because, of course, they were.
1: Right. My constitutional right to not look at anything I don't want to.
0: Yeah, you know those freeways—they're fine, but like the small monorail elevator structure is too oh, big. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> and my property rights that extend over all other properties that I can see from my property, per the Constitution.
0: Yes, it's the the how many twenty eighth amendment, the one no one knows about. Oh yeah, <laughs> because top it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: new. So why did they decide a, a system would have to be built partly with public money?
0: Because they weren't stupid like we are because, like, Americans today love to just privatize everything because we're stupid.
1: They saw the failure of the previous fully private systems and And they they wanted a public ownership stake.
0: Right, because, like, with Muni, right, the reason that Muni's lines survived after the... COVID? No. Oh. After the shutdown of all the the original streetcar lines, right, was first of all because they had tunnels, but so did... The red cars they had tunnels as well Mm. second of all because they were municipally owned and so the lines that actually made sense hadn't degraded enough to like not be worth keeping around right because like the public the privately owned companies had just degraded so much because they couldn't afford maintenance that like it wasn't worth the cost of rebuilding them.
1: And the municipal the municipally owned lines had some had some money sitting around, had some funding sources for, they a, were not for completely a rainy decade screwed.
0: Yeah. So you know.
1: And they don't like get built and destroyed over the course of like twenty or thirty years.
0: Right. Because it probably would have been cheaper to keep the to just gut all the Muni lines and just run buses. Yeah, but then the
1: service would suck.
0: But then the service would suck and it was municipally owned already. And it was still in pretty good condition because it was municipally owned.
1: And they had enough money to do maintenance.
0: Yeah. So so the <laughs> idea was like, oh, well, we just saw, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the failure of all these public transit agencies that had been privately owned. We're not going to do that again.
1: And we realized that the transit services being infrastructure needs some long-term stability.
0: Correct.
2: Hmm. Well, so,
1: that's pretty, pretty smart of them. I know, right? Occasional LA administration W. <laughs> well occasional
0: <laughs> back in the day. It's certainly unlikely today. Uh mm. since they spent a million dollars per sombrita or whatever. No. or something.
2: <laughs> well, Lambta followed up the monogale debacle with a six hundred sixty nine million dollar sixty four Very nice. <laughs> 64-mile <laughs> traditional metro plan, but had no chance of passing it if it was put to a vote.
1: Why is that? Does the does the public not want the, the no? Metro? Nobody liked them. Oh, nobody like. They were seen as corrupt. Lampta. Yeah. Okay, so mm. great.
2: Well, <laughs> bit of corruption never hurt anyone, but
0: corruption's good as long as it does things I like.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. So what did we do to work around the lampta
2: well in response to this, the california legislature voted to create a brand new public transit agency for the l a metro area in nineteen sixty four the southern california rapid transportation district or
1: sick sick r t d
0: sick r t d
2: i like that <laughs> uh, which would have had uh, much broader powers to Tax and build then, lambda. Wait, lambda had. Lambta. Yeah. I'm bad with <laughs> these acronyms.
0: Oh, uh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I, oh I, I, I can
2: see that. Um, sk- t- uh, sick RTD took over operations of bus lines in L.A. County and restricted private bus opera- operators from selling tickets between points within its service area in an attempt to stop Greyhound from running commuter services.
0: Yeah, because apparently, apparently Greyhound had been running, like, commuter services that were destroying their ridership. How is Greyhound out comp- I don't out-competing know. them? Don't they have, like... It was like, a weird time. Tax revenue?
1: <laughs> what? And their solution isn't to make their own s- services better or cheaper; it's to ban Greyhound from <laughs> operating. It was the '60s. That's so dumb. That's that's, that's,
2: so that's dumb. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sick RTD immediately launched a new <laughs> campaign to build a 62-mile <laughs> rapid transit system in 1968, which failed to pass out in
1: the polls. Oh, that's
0: I'm two. That's that's let that's like let's let's keep a tracker here. That's number. Let's see. We've We've lost one monorail. We lost another monorail. We lost another monorail. Now we've <laughs> lost this. Now the we lost th- the first uh, yeah. rapid transit plan. Now we lost this, so this is our fifth failure to pass rapid transit. I thought there
1: were only two monorails.
0: No, there was the two private ones and then the one. Oh, the right, right.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Um, do we know what the margin was for this failing?
0: Oh, uh, It was probably like 58% or something. I'm F- flipping probably. <laughs>
2: Well, they tried again in 1974 with the hope that the ongoing energy crisis would boost them at the Poles, and this time they shot for an even bigger plan, 145 miles of rail rapid transit. The proposal might have succeeded. For
0: context, 145 is significantly more miles than BART has, and BART is a notoriously extremely long transit system.
1: Well, to be fair, LA is big and sprawling. So. Well, so
0: is San Francisco.
1: This is true. So, but and I at the
0: time, it was a lot less big and sprawling than it is now. Uh,
1: though San Francisco has a lot of linear corridors.
0: This is true. Um, although there are some pretty decent linear corridors in LA as well.
1: Yeah, but looking at this, this, this here map it does not look very linear.
0: Hmm.
1: Nonetheless,
2: yeah, not really, but. Anyway, the proposal might have succeeded, if not for an eight-day bus strike, which killed the idea off quickly after the public lost faith in RTD.
0: The sick RTD? Sick (laughs) RTD, as it turned out, was not very sick.
2: No, it was just RTD.
1: You know, I wish we could vote on highways like we could on uh, train systems. (laughs) Like if you don't want to build the oh, Mountain View and West Davis freeways, why they gotta pass
0: that, it through me, a voter in Salt Lake City. Pass it through the polls for the entire region.
1: Uh, gotta get your sixty uh, percent or whatever. That would be great. Hey. Yeah, uh, seems we have no fair. freeways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we have no new freeways. Yeah, it
1: would be fair, is what it would be. Yeah.
0: That's why, of course, we're not going to do it. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, UDOT doesn't want to give up its power.
1: It's power to just do things without voter support yeah. at all. <laughs> in fact, do things with rabid opposition from voters. Yep,
0: uh-huh. do
2: the most unpopular stuff. Through the stuff.
0: areas that they're doing the things in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, I know. Just good for them, I guess. It would be crazy to be that powerful. Uh, but Good for them, bad for us. Oh, terrible for us. But <laughs> what can you do, I guess? Oh, well, mm-hmm. anyway, back to the sick RTD. There was one <laughs> win, though. The El Monte Busway, running on Interstate 10, opened that year. This was LA's first truly rapid transit since the downfall of the Pacific Electric and functions as a part of the J Silver Line to this day. Woo-hoo, yeah,
0: it's just busway. like a nice little freeway busway.
1: It's a freeway, but just for buses.
0: Well, no, it's in the freeway.
1: Oh, is it just like a special lanes. lane for buses only? Yeah, or? for buses. Oh, but no, like <laughs> special ramps.
0: No, I mean there is at the end to get like off the freeway, but
1: gotcha, gotcha. It's
0: not like it's not like Pittsburgh where there's just like a whole elevated bus highway running <laughs> through the hills or whatever. Oh,
1: those are funny. Yeah.
2: But you can't keep a good idea down forever. And in 1980, after a charismatic county supervisor, Kenneth Hahn, um, I believe it's Hahn, Han? Anyway. I think so. um, (laughs) Hahn. Campaigned on the promise, I am going to put the trains back. (laughs) LA voters passed um, the Proposition A, a half-cent sales tax that would pay for the building of a new rail system for the county.
0: Wahoo! Yeah, that's such a great campaign slogan. I know. Quote, I'm going to put the trains back. Because, like, at this time, right, you're still within, like, most people who are alive have ridden Pacific Electric. Yeah. And. I
1: wish that was. I wish the modern candidates had campaign slogans like that.
0: So they, like, just wanted their trains back. Yeah. Choo-choo.
1: Campaign. <sighs> mmm.
0: Oh, and here's a little map. Yeah, the, of what the of the plan that they were gonna do with that, and it looks uh, it bears a very striking resemblance to the L.A. Metro map of today, actually.
1: I know, right? So, what did they build with the, the with the sales tax?
0: Oh, do I have good news for you? So, the original lines that they were gonna build were meant to consist of the current A, blue. That's like the one that goes from L.A. to Long Beach. The D purple, which is the, the weird little spur of the of the subway system currently that's eventually going to go all the way to the ocean, and the C, which is the one that runs in the middle of the freeway down south. So the Wilshire Boulevard subway, which is the D line, was originally going to be like the centerpiece of this, right? Because uh-huh. that is the highest possible ridership corridor on the west coast, basically. Damn. But. Unfortunately... Uh, NIMBYs and a methane explosion conspired to stop that. Oh. So they They had to build it up into Hollywood instead on Vermont Boulevard.
1: They should have put the methane somewhere else.
0: Well, they didn't put it there. It was put there by the Earth. Oh, well, uh, just pick it up and put it somewhere else. (laughs) I would simply, we'll take it and we'll put it over there. (laughs) Yeah. That was a SpongeBob reference.
2: I have also never seen SpongeBob.
0: Never. Nope. Fine. Never. Not even an episode. Uh,
2: nope. W- oh, huh. Well, w- one episode. and sure. I wouldn't count that. Huh.
0: Interesting. I mean, we weren't really allowed to watch it much because my mom thought it would rot our brains and she was probably correct. Probably, <laughs> but yeah. But when we went to our grandparents, we could watch it so we would watch it occasionally. Gotcha. Because it is kind of funny in a very stupid way. <laughs> So, after several years of wrangling in Congress for funding, construction on the first operating segment of LA's new subway began in 1986, heading from Union Station towards its eventual diversion up Vermont. The Blue and Green Line rails began construction the next year, one heading south from downtown towards Long Beach and the other running in the median of the brand new Century Freeway, which is a story that viewers may be familiar with. In 1972, Caltrans was forced to allow for transit in the median after soon-to-be-displaced community members sued over the new uh, freeway. This uh, is that story, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Kyle.
1: Yeah, but
0: uh, The ruling set the stage for state DOTs to start being forced to consider other options when building freeways and made new freeway building through urban areas much harder in Good.
1: the future. I'm still amused that the, the new rail system has to go to vote and get, like, 60 percent of votes from the general public to get funded whereas these freeways get built whether people want them or not people are suing especially people who don't them, want them yeah people are suing the government to stop building freeways does that sound like 60 percent approval to you
0: no but i mean to be fair if we had had 60 approval for tracks it would not have been built
1: well, okay, 50 like a normal state. We're not in <laughs> California. Not the
0: worst state possible. Oh, <laughs> wait. Not the worst state possible. The worst liberal state possible.
1: Yeah. Um, wasn't wasn't the local option sales tax on that? I assume that was a ballot measure for tracks. Mm-hmm. There we go. 50 passed.
0: Yes. Although the Draper extension might not have passed.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we built that one on
0: debt. Yeah. Any will be... The blue line opened to the public on July 4th, which I will say is a very good day to open things in this country. Like, I think we should synchronize our opening of everything we ever built to be on July 4th. Just Can we, so we put like, fireworks on the trains? Yeah. Wait, actually. I think they did. <laughs> 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 like, it was a big deal. That's kind of so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, in 1990, uh, with the Long Beach Loop opening of September of that year, The line was extended to its eventual interchange with the B, red, and D, purple lines the next year, which is at, like, Metro Center, which is one of those, you know, really classic, like, cross-shaped transfer stations that Mm. are so good. Gotcha. Um, And it was a smash hit, so much of a smash hit, in fact, that between 1999 and 2001, Metro had to extend the various platforms on the line to be able to accommodate three-car trains rather than the original two.
1: Wait, why did they build for only two-car trains?
0: Because Portland. Portland. And oh. it should be noted that their light rail is high floor, so two-car trains have a lot more capacity than we think a two-car train Right.
1: Right, street-running platforms or whatever. <laughs> gotcha. Well, no. A lot is high floor, though.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah? Well, uh, two years after the final opening of the Blue Line, the Red Line opened for business, running f- five stations between Union Station and Westlake MacArthur Park. It wasn't such a big hit at first because it didn't really go anywhere. They did help with development of the <laughs> area surrounding it from 9 to 5 office spot for live work play area.
0: Yeah, so um, the red line in its early days was not much because it basically connected the two things. It connected the Union Station where you could get the Metro link, which Uh was just as bad then as it is now.
1: Great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it went to Metro Center, where you could connect with the blue line. And that was pretty much it. So it just took you
1: from Union Station to the blue line.
0: And downtown areas. Right,
1: because Union Station isn't really downtown.
0: Well, it is, but not like, it's like downtown in the way that North Temple is downtown. That's
1: true, but it's not like in in the heat.
0: No. So, you know, it wasn't much good at first, but eventually that would change, obviously. Obviously. Uh, So the green line in the middle of... Okay, so this is going to be just a long list of things that open between then and now, because I don't have time to go into all the project details of these because L.A. has built a lot of rail in the last 20 years.
1: Waiting for future episode?
0: No. (laughs) Ouch. You You can look it up on your own time. What I do really recommend if you want to see how it all came together is watching Vanishing Underground's uh, LA Metro video because it really, like, helps you understand how the system came together in a way that it's hard to do with just words. I'm a little bit
1: amused that this uh, was built so late relative to all the other metros for smaller In the 90s. Cities. Yeah, I would, this, I would have expected, I guess because so many measures p- failed, all the monorail nonsense. But nothing actually passed till. Whenever this one passed. Well,
0: and it's also really interesting because between, like, the end of the, what do you call it, Great Society Metro's area, like, BART, uh, Marta, and, um, Miami, Mm -hmm. you did not build any new subway. You didn't even extend your subway between, like, 1975 and 2005, um... But you have L.A. smack dab in the middle of the 90s, when L.A. was, first of all, having a lot of other sorts of troubles, and second of all, no one was building transit that wasn't light rail. So it is really kind of interesting that L.A. bucked the trend and actually built proper rapid transit.
1: Woohoo! And also some light rail.
0: Well, their light rail is... Somewhere in the middle? Mostly light metro. Mostly. Mostly.
1: If they'd fix the damn stoplights, maybe it would qualify.
0: Where they do street running, they're very bad at it, but they mostly don't do street running. Gotcha. So, you know.
1: When they do tunnels, they're very bad at it, but... No, not really. Okay, I was just making fun (laughs) of the new connector.
0: The regional connector isn't great, but other than that, it's, you know, it's fine. It's copacetic. Cool. So, So, here's the rattling off of the expansion. So... The Green Line in the middle of Century Freeway opened in 95. By this time, the SCRTD had been renamed again to the LACMTA, or LACMTA, as or I prefer to call it. Or Lactose
1: MTA. Lactose MTA. <laughs>
0: sure, we'll go with that. Uh, combining a number of planning and transit services together. A new red line extension to Wilshire, Vermont, which is now the transfer station between the D and B lines, the red and purple lines, if you're still old-fashioned, uh opened in 1996, and the whole of the B and D lines as they exist today were finished at the turn of the century in 2000. The first bit of the L, gold line now defunct, was opened from Pasadena to Union Station in 2003. Metro's busway network expanded in 2005 with the opening of the Orange Line, which is a BRT route through the San Fernando Valley that feeds the northern portion of the Red Line. A new tax measure that increased Metro's funding was passed in 2008, accelerating more rail construction. And then in 2009, after the success of the Orange Line, the El Monte Busway f- buses that we talked about, you know, way back from, like, 74, right, are incorporated into a new BRT line, which is the Silver Line. No, no relation. No, no relation to the to the MBTA one, yeah. And no wires. And no wires, although <laughs> if the MBTA has their way, there won't be any wires on their Silver Line. Great.
1: So.
0: Um, now known as the J-Line. Uh, the same year, the gold line was extended to east side, which is like, the the gold line used to be this kind of weird, like, U-shaped line out in Pasadena area, Uh so that was the southern leg, was the east side of that, which is now the E-line, because the regional connector. So, (laughs) confusing, right? A little bit. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty confused, yeah.
0: Like I said, watch the Vanishing Underground video, it'll make way more sense when you can see it on a map. Um... The first bit of the Expo Line was completed between Culver City and downtown LA in 2012, terminating at the same place as the Blue Line, the same year that the Orange Line was extended further north and east. That's the busway in San Fernando Valley. (laughs) Another Gold Line extension, this time to Azusa Pacific University, was opened in 2016, the same year that the Expo Line finally reached Santa Monica, bringing about the long-hoped-for dream of a rail line to the ocean although the subway to a sea, to the sea dream is still a long ways off. And then after a remodel of the blue line that ended in 2019, the lines were given their new names, lettered from A to J, with a few gaps in the middle, because, of course... History. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen munis. Well, that's not the reason that they have gaps in the middle. Oh, okay. It's just because they're planning other lines that they want to name different uh. things. Uh, the first stage of the K-Line, which runs on Crenshaw Boulevard and connects to the E-Line and eventually to the airport, and the the C-Line, and someday to the D-Line, like I said, confusing.
1: Inshallah, someday.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, opened earlier this year, bringing the LA metro system to its current extent. The Regional Connector was also opened this summer, taking light rail through downtown for the first time. The southern branch of the L Gold became part of the E line, and the larger northern branch became part of the A Blue Line, creating the longest light rail line in the world at nearly 50 miles. Damn. And like 40 stations or something.
1: But I've been promised it's mostly light, light metro.
0: It is mostly pretty decent, yeah.
1: Cool. Do you know what the runtime is for all uh, 50 miles?
0: A little under two hours. Not terrible at all. No, entirely reasonable.
2: Cool. Go on, Alex. Uh, just from looking at the map, um, it's confusing. I I'll just have to go out there one day because I didn't go to the the bay with you guys, and I know this isn't the bay, but
0: no, well, it's closer to the bay than it is to here. I I
2: guess so. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I I think it would make a lot more sense once you ride
1: it.
0: Probably, and I mean, I don't know. I think it makes a lot more sense now than it used to because it used to kind of be two separate systems where the L line was off doing its own thing, and now it's connected into the whole network, so, Cool. Through running for the win. Through running very much for the win. Um,
1: Now, if only Metrolink. (laughs)
0: Ha, ha, ha. Funny.
1: Yeah, I know.
2: Well, um, today LA Metro is a nation-leading transit agency with over 100 bus routes. Most of the rail lines run every 10 minutes, and various expansions are forthcoming at a rapid rate as the city prepares for the 2028 Olympics and a more sustainable future. We love some
0: good Olympics Uh, money. Mm -hmm. Olympics money will do wonders for your city. Every city should have an Olympics.
1: This is is true. (laughs) Well, I, I would like to see the Olympics go back to Salt Lake, but... 2034. The thing is
0: that probably they're going to end up here on a semi-permanent basis pretty soon. The
1: climate or whatever. Because of climate change. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'll probably be a really good thing. Definitely, definitely.
2: It's a good idea because once you build the infrastructure, if they don't come back, it's just stupid.
0: Well, like to spent spend like that $5 billion <laughs> and then now all of their arenas are just empty next to slums. So, And ours, <laughs> uh,
1: we use and have our world-class athletes train in.
2: Well, it makes sense for it to come back to Salt Lake and I don't know.
1: We
0: already have all w- the stuff for it. I'd so. like to see it. Snow yeah. Lake and City. then maybe
2: we can have a, a good excuse for a bit more rail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Anyway, um, L.A. Metro has an average pandemic recovery. They had free fare for most of the pandemic to help people ride. Um, But it has uh, your standard issues. I think that I should note
0: that the standard issues are taken to somewhat of a whole new level on L.A. Metro. It is not uncommon to hear of stabbings and such on their trains, which is not Uh, particularly common even on other transit systems that people like to decry as dangerous. no, not really. So, I mean, part of that is certainly that LA has decided as a city to make it as hard as possible for poor people to live there by not building any housing for 40 years.
1: Great. So you end up with people in horrible living situations.
0: Right. And, um... So, I mean, the good thing is Metro is being quite proactive about this generally.
1: Yeah. What are they doing?
0: Well, they've, they're doing some good things and some rather stupid things. So stupid thing, uh, they now blast classical music in their stations to stop homeless people from sleeping there. What? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And
1: that solves any of the root problems? No, but it has
0: supposedly decreased the amount of homeless people lingering in stations. Supposedly, uh,
2: that's what the the wool greens on Nine Hundred East does, and Twenty One Hundred South.
0: So not great. Uh, good things that they're doing though. They have like the world's largest ambassador program, so they have like a lot of people who work for them riding the trains now, which has helped with safety a lot. So
1: that's good. Mm-hmm. Glad to see this actually happening at scale.
0: Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to the future, the K-Line's going to LAX and then okay. further south. So they don't have an
1: airport line right now?
0: They don't. What? Yeah. Crazy, right?
1: And they're the which largest metro in the country?
0: Third busiest airport in the world, I think. What?
1: And they don't have an airport, right? Correct. What do you do if you want to get downtown from the airport? Supper? Bus. Bus? Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. There's an express, I believe, but still. Ugh. Ugh. Um, The Sepulveda Pass Corridor. Monorail. Yeah. um, Linear transfer to a subway. So the funny thing about the Sepulveda Pass Corridor is that it is probably one of the best new subway corridors possible in the country, because it would go through UCLA and a whole bunch of dense neighborhoods and such. And
1: Uh, mountain connection.
0: And under a mountain, yes, which is quite important.
1: However, the two options, if I remember correctly, are A, monorail or B, heavy rail heavy rail with a linear transfer to the light rail on the one side and potentially a future linear transfer on the other side
0: yes hmm. well no the linear tra- there's no linear transfer there will be a cross transfer to the D line
1: gotcha gotcha
0: and then it'll go way further south someday is the idea uh,
1: but in, the, in the form of heavy rail yes Okay. and then what about it to the north are they still planning a new yeah. light rail transfer there
0: I mean, probably, but that's not quite as bad because
1: it's still a compelling line to ride. Yes, goes on the mountain would be nice. So,
0: so the Sepulveda Pass is one of the most congested freeways in the world.
1: So we should put more lanes on it.
0: So, LA wants wants to build. LA wants to build, and they can't build more because it's mountain. Um, LA wants to build this new transit line through there that's going to carry like probably multiple hundreds of thousands of people a day someday in the future and connect really important destinations like destinations like UCLA and really good transfers to a lot of other already built lines and future lines and other such things. But the NIMBYs have decided that the subway is bad and so they want instead to build a monorail which will not go to UCLA, which I will like to, you know... Mention that the station on UCLA is expected to be the highest ridership non-transfer station in the system, with maybe as many as 25,000 riders per day.
2: Checks
1: out.
0: And so, it's just...
2: Sorry. (laughs) Did you say NIMBYs want the monorail over a metro?
0: Yeah, I don't really get this. Because the monorail will have to go in the median of the freeway and away from their homes.
1: And the metro would go... Underground.
0: Underground. What um and there might be crime make under it make their sense,
2: house. <laughs> there oh um, there might be mole crime where people <laughs> mole, mole crime. Mole garages. people crime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love climbing out the uh, emergency exit on the train while it's moving in the tunnel and beginning to dig.
0: Right. And so despite the fact that everyone who has any expertise in this wants a subway, and anyone who is actually going to be riding it wants a subway. 4,000 or so Beverly Hills NIMBYs are trying to derail the whole thing and build a monorail that will not have a station at UCLA. You and if it will have a station at UCLA, it becomes way more expensive because you have to do this weird diversion and will be slower and we'll get way less riders. But we have to do this because we can't possibly just build a new subway line.
1: I don't see how this subway line would have any impact on the Beverly Hills people.
0: It won't. It's flipping underground. They're just... They're just
1: that is kind of the theme So Special, well I hope they get their subway Because they need it
0: And it's a really good line The only better line that's left in LA is to finish the Wilshire line So
1: Who are you going to listen to? 4,000 people? Or how many hundreds of thousands of future Not to writers? mention
0: all the UCLA students Who are going to benefit greatly There's from this There's definitely those. more
1: than 4,000 of those Oh
0: yeah, UCLA, how many students are there there? Uh, 45,000.
1: The things you need to get 25,000 rides a day.
0: Plus someday. all of the staff and faculty and Ooh. adjacent research facilities. Like, yeah. Yeah. So build the subway. Uh, the Wilshire subway is eventually going to get extended all the way to the ocean, but by 2028, it should be pretty far from where it is now. So Are they going
1: to keep going under the ocean to Hawaii?
0: No. There's Aww. a two-stop extension <laughs> opening next year, and like six or seven more stops opening in 27. So. Cool. Pretty good. Um, there's more A-Line extensions <laughs> Of course. to the northeast, which will add eight miles to the world's longest light rail line. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, they're also doing a bus redesign to focus on frequency over serving commuters and more bus lanes. Cool, cool. And then I have a map here of all their current plans. So more
1: bus lanes. We're talking more just like on-street bus lanes, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Because They seem to be severely lacking in those right now. As is everywhere. I guess the cars just need one more lane.
0: And then also, um, all of these projects. I'm going to read them off real quick. A streetcar in downtown LA. The bu- BRT connecting the GMB lines. Conversion of the G line from to light rail. Light rail along Van Noyes. Light rail along the Santa Ana branch down to Orange County. Bus rapid transit along Vermont Avenue between the B line and the C line. Southern extension of the C line to Torrance. Eastern extension of the C line to Norwalk. Heavy rail under Sepulveda Pass. Extension of the E line from East LA to the San Gabriel River. BRT from LAX to the E line. BRT in the North San Fernando Valley.
1: That's and a that's lot. all
0: probably by 2035.
1: Bam. Yeah, I'm glad they Jeez. actually have a timeline for all this. A lot of places that are building stuff these days can't hold together that many projects on one medium-term timeline.
0: Yeah, not in my um, America, America. Yeah, not in Joe Biden's America. Joe Biden's <laughs> they, though America. Uh, there's Robin gonna be there's gonna be an article linked in the. Um, in the description about the Sepulveda Pass monorail, for those interested, it's from Streetsblog LA, who, uh, as is usual with Streetsblog, provides fantastic coverage of this sort of thing, about why you should not do a monorail there. Um, yeah, well, we got that done a lot faster than I thought we would, because this is, like, one of the longest, like, written... <coughs> monorail! 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 monorail.
2: to join in. But
0: yeah, no, it was good. Um Yeah.
2: Sh- should I do the conclusion?
0: No, I can do it. And we're going to probably okay. yak for a couple more minutes. So, you know, I still have absolutely zero di- desire to visit LA, to be completely honest with you.
1: Understandable, as has been discussed before. There's tons of cool stuff there, but the fabric of the city kind of sucks. So, you can go to you can go to other Big places that have tons of cool stuff. Like if I and a places, nice city.
0: If I want to go places that have bad air quality and you live no there. transit, I can just Same. go outside my front door.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to go to a world class city that's full of cool stuff and all sorts of people, you can go to like New York,
0: Chicago. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Does LA even have a
0: bean? Oh. LA does not have a bean.
1: Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> But
2: uh, I, I'm f- I'm going out to Denver over Thanksgiving, mm. uh, so Exciting. I might be going into downtown Denver uh, early morning and taking a look around. I you really get want to go to the Denver Union Station. Yeah, it takes yeah. I'll get plenty of footage, but I, other than the Union Station, I don't know if there's anything I really want to see.
0: Oh I, well, I well, I don't get know up. what it is. I'm sure a few I'll show this. I'll give you some assignments of things I want you to look at if you have time. But, <laughs> but other yeah, than that,
2: yeah, go for it. Uh, hopefully, I'll only be in Denver once.
0: <laughs> Our but. mortal enemy, Denver. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I guess when um, I guess since you're gonna do that, you're gonna get some Denver-related footage. Presumably, we can do a Denver episode sometime uh, before Christmas.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah.
2: Since yeah, we've, my girlfriend was wondering why we haven't done a Denver episode yet.
0: Well, and you can tell said, her that I Ma- hate Denver.
1: I was gonna say mild disinterest. Yeah, that's exactly Denver.
2: what I said. Yeah. I just, but I don't know I, why
0: I I'll have no. Footage. Yeah, I have no good reason not to like Denver, but I just like have this like instinctual dislike of it as a Salt Laker. I think.
2: Yeah, I, I heard someone say that Salt Lake is what people think Denver is
1: like
0: and wish yeah. once they and move there. Yeah.
2: That's probably true.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what weirds me out about the greater Denver metropolitan area? Mm. All the cool bike stuff's in Boulder. Yeah. Not even in Denver. Uh-huh. Like, great for Boulder and great yep. for the people who live there. But it's
0: also funny that they put off building the best commuter rail line until last, the one from Boulder to, uh. <laughs> to Denver.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: I, I was watching um, City Nerds' video and he said Boulder was one of his... Uh, I think it might have been his number one pick for college towns.
0: Yeah, top ten college towns, and it doesn't have yeah. the funny thing. The funny thing about the the B Line, which is the RTD commuter rail line that will, God willing, someday go to Boulder. Someday. Um, is that it would probably be mostly people going from Denver to Boulder rather than the other way around? Because UC Boulder is an enormous university.
1: That's slipping hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, like, bigger than the U by a substantial margin. Okay, then. So. Yeah. <sighs> Wait, it why does it get enough.
1: UC in front? Oh, University, University of, Colorado. of Colorado.
0: at Boulder. Because unlike us, there is, like, the University of Colorado has more than one campus, whereas the University of Utah has chosen to remain I as a flagship. Meanwhile, right.
1: Utah State. Yeah, Utah well, State
0: we fulfills that. We,
2: ha- we have two, two campuses for the mm-hmm. U, just one's in South Korea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That,
0: I don't really yeah. count that one. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> why that is, I don't either. it sounds cool.
2: <laughs> and it, th- yeah. we,
0: we're going to have to do like an ep- like a mini episode for the patrons on that someday because it's really weird because when the Koreans build this like whole new city, like, like they occasionally do that in Asia. They just build a whole new city because reasons. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> like a mega city. <laughs> uh, like two million people, they built a whole new city. Oh. Damn. And the U just was like, well let's put a campus in this brand new city. And then we did. Cool. So.
1: University of Utah. Korea.
0: K- parentheses <laughs> Korea. Close parentheses. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's on par
2: with most decisions made at the U where it just doesn't make too much sense. But.
0: <laughs> hey, you don't get to crap on I, it I, I'm You left.
2: Hey, I can because I'm an outsider now. Yeah, well, I've I hope all the, the the greener pastures.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, of, the, of the cow fields <laughs> of Logan.
1: Yeah, the grass is always <laughs> greener in the other valley.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, I hope all the people in the South Korea campus enjoy watching the football games. Maybe someday but we'll have them there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they're probably. I, not, I never I'm thought sure, about that. I feel like <laughs> the kids at the South Korea campus probably do not care about football. In the same way that I do not care about football, yeah, in that like, I I know if we've won or lost, but I just don't care.
1: Dude, I can't even track keep track of when the games are.
0: They're Saturdays mostly. Oh, mostly. There's occasionally a Friday game.
1: And occasionally a midweek game.
0: No, not for not for college football. Okay. Maybe a Thursday, but like yeah, Thursday. not like. Not like a midweek game.
1: Thursday's in the middle of the week. No, it's not. According to Solitude, Monday through Thursday is midweek.
0: Well, Solitude... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Solitude can kiss my shiny metal ass.
1: If you pay them enough money, I'm sure they will.
0: <laughs> hey, I have a season pass with no blackout dates at Solitude. Hey, nice. So... Anyway, (laughs) anybody else have anything else they want to say before this is over? Because we're going to get, like, a whole, like, hour here.
1: The mix of heavy rail subway and quasi-light metro in L.A. continues to confuse me to no end. I
0: think it's interesting.
1: I mean, I agree, but you look at the map and get confused.
0: I do wish that L.A. was a little more willing to just build elevated lines because... Oh, do they not do that? Not much. Weird. Um, All of their subway is a subway.
1: I mean, that's cool, but why not elevated? I'm sure the soil Limbs. can't be that bad.
0: <sighs> so, uh, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. Patrons receive access to exclusive content, get our public content before everyone else, as well as occasional events and merch drops. Speaking of patrons... Hey, wait,
1: is this the next episode going to include MetroLink? It is. Okay, cool. What else is in the next episode?
0: Metrolink.
1: Anything else? No. I guess Metrolink's enough of a problem for one episode.
0: Yes. And we're going to talk some about, like, the time that they built an emergency commuter rail line, which will be an amusing side story.
1: All right, then. After our patrons listen to us talk about it, who are at Frontrunner Tier...
0: Sixty-nine point six nine dollars a month. Super double tracked electrified, elevated. elevated front runner, uh, longest commuter rail line in the world. Um, we have Zach Adams at all of those things minus the longest. It's the, the second longest. longest it's the second rail. longest, which is also an LA Metro light rail line. Pretty soon, <laughs> um, we have Generic GT at regular front runner tier, uh, which we'll call I don't know the B line. We have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, and, oh, Mike Christensen and Phobos 2390.
1: Why doesn't Utah have a transit line called the B line?
0: Well, I, I've always been kind of a proponent of um, renaming tracks lines with letters or B-E-E. numbers. B-E-E. No, oh, go to heck. No, I but I legitimately think that we should rename the red line, the A line, the blue no. line, the B line, the green line, the C line, and keep the S line as the S line
1: we can keep the colors and just add a b e e line
0: that's yeah, what we, should well ex, we have the, express the service <laughs> that's what we should the, rename it the, the
2: industry Mizzou line, line. <gasps> oh, the industry line oh do we want to
0: <laughs> uh, do we want to <laughs> do like canadian like canadian style line naming like we have the the brigham line the oh boy the, the, joseph, Beehive line. Line, the joseph line the josephine the Russell <laughs> line. The Russell line. No, we don't name it after people who are alive. I don't know. What are other Utah related? The Great Salt Lake line. Anyway. The Nephilim. Yeah. The <laughs> <Well>,
1: former <laughs> Governor <laughs> Gary <laughs> Herbert line.
0: <laughs> the Aaron Mendenhall line. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you for one patrons. And at $5 a month, our red line tier. We have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ... Hi, Will. Watkins, Elijah Kinsler, G4, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant LA Resident. Hey, hey shout out. Uh,
0: yeah, the Reluctant LA Resident is, like, losing their shit right now because of this. Yeah, <laughs> in, understandable. In excitement.
1: Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> For when LA has a comprehensive rail system someday.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Blue Lion here. Again, not saying which. Three dollars. We have Alex Dykelsky, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, Gonza Twelve, Jack Mikonski, John heron Gorman, Martinecca Martinez, Matt Gray, Oliver, Seth, and Zach Forstot.
0: At Grind here, uh, also known as the Sea Line.
1: Grinding in the moonlight. The the one that runs in the
0: middle of the freeway. Ew. That's the Sea Line or the or the Green Line. Uh, we have... Don't beat you. They're our patrons. Be nice to them.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, this is a cool train. That's why we're naming your tier after that. Yeah, it
0: should have some platform screen doors so that people can, like, hear themselves think. But anyway... I know. Rem, rem, freeway running one. Yeah. Freeway running is it fine, it turns out, as long as you have doors. Um, Crazy. We have, at green tier, Andrea Levine, Andrea Levine, Benjamin Wood, and Capil, or Capil. Cool. I still haven't decided.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Recurring. Danke. Not as big of a problem as MetroLink, but.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Oh, I had a conclusion that I wrote for this episode. Oh. For you to play after this. I
1: I, pull it up so I can read it. Well, we have post-credit scene.
0: No, right there. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for episode sixty-five, the other (laughs) MetroLink. Bye bye.